ora and welcome on into another episode of the Kiwi Football Fix where we shine that spotlight firmly on all things New Zealand football. And on the show today, we're actually doing a two-parter Wellington Phoenix special, I suppose you could say, past and present. The past is a former cult hero, a real fan favourite from the men's team from a few years ago. You may remember the ambulance man, Alberiera. He's now the new head coach of Auckland City. That's to come. But the biggest story in New Zealand football over the last week or so, in fact, it's been a big thing for 10 years. It's been bubbling along for, for that amount of time. The Wellington Phoenix women are in the A-League. They've confirmed their attendance with a point against the Wanderers on Friday night last week. And we are joined by their skipper, Lily Alfeld. Lily, great to see you again. The second time that you've joined us on the Kiwi Football Fix. We waited such a long time for women's football uh, out of Wellington. And we were forced to wait even longer. Uh, that, that lightning strike <laughs> alert right at the start of the game, was it as bad as it was made out to be? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of spinner in the works. We were all, I guess, so focused on getting ready for that game. And then all of a sudden they pulled us off the pitch. And, yeah, it was, I think it would have been the first time a lot of girls have had a lightning delay like that too. But we, we were very lucky. It, it passed very quickly. But, yeah, it was quite, quite a challenge for the girls. They had to go back in the changing room and, you know, and stay focused and stay warm and stay ready. But we were very lucky that we got back out there quite quickly. And so what part did you and Gemma Lewis, the coach, play in, in that moment there where everybody is hyped, they're excited to get out there and, and mm. taste A-League football for the first time? How are you managing their expectations and their disappointments and frustrations? Yeah, it's, I guess it's different for every player. Like I personally, I wanted to go away and put my music in and just stay, stay focused. But a lot of girls were you know, had, had the music blasting or were dancing around the changing room, doing whatever they needed to do to stay, stay ready. Um, and then Gemma was great. You know, she, she talked us through it. We were about, in terms of, would we get another warm-up? Would we get back out there again before we kicked off? And, and she managed the team really well and everyone was ready to go. It was an incredible performance when you eventually got out there and the lightning strikes dissipated or disappeared. Uh, to, to claim a point in your very first game, what did that mean to you and the rest of the team? I've just, I'm just so proud of the girls. I think it, you know, it, it was a huge, huge occasion for us. So many of, of the girls, I think 11 of the 14 that walked on that pitch, that was their first time in this league. So it was yeah, massive, um, I guess, unknown for them as to what they're walking into. Um, and I think, you know, that they held themselves so well during the game and, and, you know, didn't let their nerves get on top of them. And I think, yeah, just, just to come away with the point and, and really have to have made a statement in this league was we couldn't have asked for a better start. Talk us through it, Lily. You, you walk off the field. You're obviously ecstatic with what's happened. You pick up your phone. Mm. Who's the first person you hear from? Who's the first person you talk to? My family, my parents. They were, they were definitely the first ones. You know, they've been with me this whole time. So it was awesome to be able to you know, call my mum and dad and, and just touch base. And they were obviously back home in Christchurch watching... Um, so yeah, it was really good, and did a bit of a, a game review with my dad, with my dad pretty quickly. But yeah, it was great to touch base with them. And so, what did your dad think that you did well, and and wh where are the areas of improvement <laughs> according to the old man? Uh, I think I think yeah, clean sheets are pretty good, a good start for him. I think he finds <laughs> it quite hard to watch. There's a lot of nerves. I think especially in that last 10, 15 minutes where it felt like we were really hanging on at the end. Um, I think, yeah, he was pretty pleased. That was our first clean sheet, too. Well, personally, my first clean sheet um, 
we didn't didn't get one last year in, when I was with Perth, so that meant a lot. You know, my, my defender just did amazing though to you know to get us that result. When you um, talk about the phone blowing up and people getting in touch with you or, or the Wellington Phoenix mm -hmm. women's side as a collective, were there any messages mm -hmm. where you just went, oh my goodness, I can't believe this person is thinking about us, watching us and wishing us well? Was there any one or, or two people there where you just go, holy moly, they're actually invested in us? I, I can't even begin to explain the number of people that have gone contact with me, people I, you know, I played football with when I was, you know, still a, a wee kid. I've had coaches, I've had people that I've worked with that have never, never watched football in their life. They tuned in. It was just, it was incredible. And I think all the girls could feel the support over here. And we felt like, yeah, we had such a backing and, and they were, yeah, such positive words that to come even before the game, just, you know, well wishes. But after the game, it was awesome. The number of people that reached out. And for you on a personal note, Lily, how, how does it compare? Because obviously mm -hmm. you, you had a first taste of A-League women's football with mm -hmm. Perth Glory in the season prior. Is this almost mm -hmm. like making your debut all over again because of, well, you're playing for a New Zealand team? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, with Perth, that was... I felt that season was kind of just trying to find my feet in, in terms of playing in, at a professional level. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of um, similarities in that season. You know, the, the Perth team was pulled together very last minute, um, you know, with the uncertainty of COVID. And so I guess I guess it's almost identical to what we've gone through this year and just we've only had a very short lead up. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's great, though, because we're getting the chance to play a game, um, you know, to build a season from from the foundations up. We, we get to build this team, we get to build our culture, we, you know, get to... Um, you know, put in place that we wouldn't, you know, usually when you come into a team that's already established, these things are kind of, you know, already already written per se. And, yeah, that was quite exciting for us that we basically had a clean slate and we could, you know, we could start from scratch and make it what we wanted. Mm. Uh, look, it's, it's difficult for Kiwis to talk themselves up. I, I don't know why we're afraid of that, <laughs> but we, we are. We don't like to, I, I guess, gloat. But... Yeah. Try for me, if you, if you can, Lily, because I just want to know how proud of yourself you are because you, you were the Wellington Phoenix women's first signing. You became their first captain. You're there on the field securing their very first point. How, how proud are you of, of all you've accomplished in this very early stage of the season? Yeah, I'm, I'm super proud and I'm, I'm super grateful to, to have the opportunity to do all those things. Um, I think it, it won't really kick in, I think, until after the season is finished. You know, you know, we're really thinking, you know, how, how special this, this season is. Um, yeah, and I'm just enormously proud and, um, you know, I'm happy I can share all the, the success uh, to date with, you know, everyone that's helped me to get to this point because there was, you know, a huge army behind me of, of people helping me get here. And, yeah, I'm just, just so, so grateful. Actually, just before we move on and talk about the game itself, I'm, I'm quite intrigued mm -hmm. by the whole um, captaincy survivor voting system uh, that was employed by Gemma <laughs> Lewis because it was kind of like, you know, yeah. go away and place your ballot in the box and then, you know, matchism <laughs> comes out and tallies the votes and uh, all of a sudden you're the captain. So what was that like? And did you get the captain you, you voted for? <laughs> Yeah, it was. I think that the system we used, or that the, the um, I guess survey we used to do that, was one I think the Silver Ferns used. I'm pretty sure a couple of um, 
top teams in the New Zealand news and it asks, you know, various questions that relate to leaders of all sorts, you know, on the field leaders and off the field leaders. And um, I think with the results that we, we've put together, a leadership group that I think, you know, brings out the strengths of so many different girls in the team and, and I think will be massive for us and, you know, and not just on the field, but off the field. Um, and I guess to get the nod, <laughs> the nod as captain was, yeah, was something that I'm quite proud of, um, especially, you know, it's a kind of added confidence that, you know, the girls back me and, and they've voted me into this position. Um, and then I have an amazing vice captain in Kate Taylor, who is quite young, um, but she's, she was just a rock for us at the back. Um, I think she has such a massive future ahead of herself, you know, in terms of not just hopefully for the Phoenix um, and professional level, but hopefully, you know, leading into national teams. And I think she'll be a great leader. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree, Lily. She was thoroughly impressive on debut. We'll talk about her and we'll talk about uh, the game in a moment. But first of all, who did you vote for as captain? <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> I'm not going to let you off that easy. I, I'm not... <laughs> I know I don't want to disclose that. Come on. Um, there was definitely a couple of a couple of girls in the team that that I voted for, you know, that were <laughs> myself. Um, I think I think we're very lucky. There's a lot of girls with experience um, in, in different levels of football um, that would have made great captains. Um, and I think we'll be yeah, very lucky going forward that there are so many leaders in our team. Jeez, I've tried twice, and you've given me the diplomatic answer on yeah, both occasions. <laughs> Look, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there until the next time, Lily. Hey, uh, let's let's talk about yeah. the game because, yeah, really composed and very capable, which may have surprised a few viewers. What were your impressions watching on in goal? You've already mentioned Kate Taylor, but, I mean, that spine especially, mm -hmm. right through the middle of the park, was uh, it was really, really good. You must have been so happy to see that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that first five minutes of the game is very nerve-wracking and, you know, I feel like you, you almost struggle to, to find your feet and, and your, your decision-making might not be as, as calm as you'd like. But I think the girls did so well to, to get through that, you know, that first five, ten minutes. Um, and then after, after that, I think they did a brilliant job of really kind of moving the ball around. Um, you know, our press and, and defence, I thought, was superb. We've been working very hard at that. And I think the girls followed our game plan to a T. Um, and, and it really did work for us. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I think the girls really took on board what, what Gemma and Nat as coaches are, are trying to get us to, um, to do this season. And I think it was a really positive start. I spoke to Grace Jarley last week and um, she was one of the players mm -hmm. who obviously led that high press further up the pitch. She mm -hmm. may not have got a few, uh, many opportunities to, to strike on goal, but you know, talk to us about her involvement in that defensive effort high up the pitch. She was really quite key in it all, wasn't she? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that our defence starts from from the from the front, and I think they really set a good good pace and a good speed in which which we we did press. And I think she'll she'll be immense for us this whole season in leading that line. Um, or whoever is playing up in, in that nine position. Um, but, yeah, I think all, all three girls up front, I think they did a great job in, in really putting that first line of, um, of pressure on for us. And then, and then, obviously, our midfield, I think they did fantastic in cleaning up the balls. Um, Gomez was a machine in the middle and cleaning up, you know, in second phase. So was uh, Grace Wiz. So, yeah, I think going forward, it was a good place to start, but I think we can really use it as a you know, as a um, strength of ours and a, and a weapon 
going into this recent season. I'm glad you mentioned the name Isabel Gomez because, uh, you know, if I'm walking through an alley at night, I'm running in the opposite <laughs> direction if I see Isabel at the other end because she, she was unrelenting in her pursuit of anybody in a Wanderers kit on Friday night. Is she always like that? Like, she was so dominant in the middle of the park. Yeah, absolutely. She's like that in training, but I think that was just an, another level that game. We, we've played, in, in leading up to our season, we played a couple of friendlies, and I think just from, from that friendly to the, the game on the weekend, I think she just stepped up another level and, and did a superb job for us in the midfield. Yeah, like you said, I would not, not want to be matched up against her. <laughs> on the step up, I was talking to um, Kirsty Yallop, who was part of our, our coverage on Friday night, and she one of the questions that she was posing was, would the Wellington Phoenix women's side be able to step up and match the physicality of A-League women's teams in Australia? Would they be able to step up in terms of fitness? How pleased were you to see the level of physicality throughout the game? Yeah, I, I was stoked. I think for all of us, it was a, it was quite an unknown, and we didn't even know ourselves. You know, are we going to play? Be able to play at this level? Is all the work we've done in our preseason um, going to be enough? Especially coming out of a lot of the girls were based in, in Auckland, coming out of a lockdown, they weren't getting, you know, match match trainings like that. So I think the girls did great, and you know, it was a push to get through that ninety. Um, I think we, you know, we were hanging on, hanging on by the end. But I think it was a great, again, a great. A great starting point and I think the girls a lot of it was just their mentality they were ruthless and they were they were so determined to get through that I think that really carried us through that last 10. And the fitness I mean we did see a few of you uh, cramping up towards the end of the game as you say that's mm -hmm. that's to be expected given the the scenario in the lead-in people in isolation not training as a team that'll only get better as the competition mm -hmm. unfolds I'm assuming. Yeah absolutely I hope so um, I think you would have seen Zoe McMeekin. She, she's the fittest in our team by a long shot. She's an absolute freak, that girl. And, and even she was cramping. <laughs> we finally found her threshold. But I think, yeah, as, as the season goes, hopefully that, that will no longer be, be an issue for us once we get a few more minutes under the belt. Um, but then again, you know, as, as we play outside of um, Wollongong, I think the heat, we haven't had, had too much of it yet here in Wollongong. But as we, as we move to the likes of Perth, I think that would definitely play a factor in our games. And you know, just, yeah, the girls will just have to, I guess, find another gear and, and be able to push through, you know, those, you know, those challenges as well. Yeah, and I suppose another challenge is the fact that you're away from home and this match is now out of the way. As great and as historic <laughs> as it was, this match is done and dusted. Yeah. Now it's just time for mm -hmm. the regular season grind in the A-League women's competition. So... I mean, how, how valuable are your experiences with Perth Glory in helping out the rest of the squad with what to expect for the rest of the season? Yeah, definitely. I think I've already had, you know, chats with some of the girls as to what, you know, what it's going to be like playing week in, week out like this. Um, often you don't get the full week to recover. We have, I think, one game where it's a three-day turnaround. So, and, you know, just, just I guess, giving advice in, in those situations where... You might not necessarily be training um, as much as you like between the games. It's just, you know, the, the importance of recovery and, and, you know, getting the body right um, before that next game. You know, we've also talked about, uh, you know, from week to week how how different all the, the game plans are and, and the teams that we're playing and how even when we... We're quite lucky that a lot of the our first games are Sydney-based games, so we're getting the chance to, to back up and play 
we'll play Wanderers again, we'll play Newcastle again in Sydney very quickly. So that will be great in, in being able to, I guess, quickly review our games and put into practice what, we you know, what we've just done. But I think the challenges do come when, you, when you've got quite a gap between games and, and obviously you're having to tweak your game plan um, from team to team. And then, you know, remembering, well, we played these guys, this is going to be what we're needing to do. And I think that, that in itself will be quite a challenge for the girls because quite often you won't play the same team um, twice. Mm. Without giving too much away, because we don't know who's watching or mm. listening to this, how much does the, <laughs> the game plan change from week one to week two? Mm -hmm. um, it definitely does. Obviously, we, we watch footage of Newcastle going into this game. Um, you know, we've, the, the coaches are fantastic in doing, doing a review and, and finding, you know, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, where can we exploit... Um, you know, their weaknesses. and But I think a lot of what we've looked at this week has just been how do we play um, on, you know, on Friday against Western Sydney and, and what can we do to improve that? I think we're, we're looking mainly at ourselves and, and what we can do, um, you know, to, to move forward into the next game because we, we don't know how we, uh, Newcastle were going to turn out. They could completely change their plan. So, we're, you know, we're going to be ready for whatever they throw at us. But, you know, most of the focus is on ourselves. Something else that could be considered to be a challenge is obviously being away from New Zealand, being offshore for months on end. But I suppose you could also twist it so that it's a positive. It's a, it's a good experience because you're hanging out with all of these uh, wonderful teammates of yours and you're, you're finding out new information about them. Uh, has that been a real eye-opener for you? And, and who's quickly become your new BFF? <laughs> yeah, it's been great. I think we've all got to know each other really well, um, living in the dorms together. Um, you know, we're with each other all day, every day. So we've all become quite close. Um, I think I've actually become quite close friends with a couple of the young girls. <laughs> who I probably normally wouldn't have seen a lot, a couple of the 18-year-olds. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's great seeing, you know, these, a lot of these girls I have played with for years and years and, you know, gone to training with them every night. But it's quite nice, you know, seeing them outside of football and, and you're getting to know them, you know, more on a personal level. Um, it's been great, but... Yeah, it's, it's awesome, and especially having the Australian girls, because a lot of us, you know, are completely new to each other. We hadn't met before. Um, I think the team and, you know, the two groups have gelled really well, and, and you know, we're no longer that, you know, divide. We're not the Kiwis with the Aussies. It's nice to kind of all come together. Um, yeah, and the team, everyone gets on so great. Oh, come on, Lily. There's got to be an outlier. There's got to be a weirdo. <laughs> uh, is it you or is it somebody else? You're, you're protecting somebody. I can feel it. <laughs> Yeah, I was protecting it was me. <laughs> I'm not going to throw myself under the bus. Well, they do say that the goalkeepers' union members of it are a little bit strange. So oh, it almost goes without saying, doesn't it? Away. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever met a normal keeper. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys and girls? I don't know. I think you have to be mad to play that position, don't you? But we're not the ones that run around for 90 minutes non-stop. <laughs> If you ask me, it's the players who are nuts. That's true. Yeah, why on earth would you run around for 11 to 12 kilometres per game when you can just sort of, like, do shuttles in the six-yard box? Yeah, no, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think they're definitely the crazy ones. <laughs> hey, Lily, just before we wrap up, um, this Wellington Phoenix uh, women's side, it's come around at a really, really good time. I know we've been endeavouring to get this team on the pitch for a while now. But when you think about the Women's World Cup coming up in 2023 and all the extra mm -hmm. eyeballs on the, this group of young women as we head towards that tournament, 
And, and I, I chuck mm -hmm. you in the mix as well. I, I know that the football ferns have two, three very good goalkeepers in their midst under Yitka Klimkova at the moment, but you've got to think, mm -hmm. with this under the spotlight, a number of you women will be in the mix come 2023. So how, how key is it that you not only play in this competition, but you perform well week in, week out? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for a lot of us, this this wasn't even going to be an opportunity until until the team got across the line. So I think, you know, now now we we have our opportunity to go out and, and show that we can play at that next level. We, you know, we can play with the best of them. So I think it's it's going to be so important for us to now, yeah, not only show we can compete at this level, but show that we can we can be standout performers. Um, and it's a great opportunity for us to put our hands up and. And especially, you know, with COVID, there's not as many opportunities to get in front of um, Yitka and, and all the coaching staff and, and put our hands up. So I think this will be, you know, a massive opportunity for, you know, not, not only us, but I think, you know, the, the younger girls especially who quite often wouldn't have had that exposure, um, you know, to the national team. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for, for them to put their hand up, you know, not just for the upcoming Olympics, but for the... Uh, sorry, the upcoming World Cup, but for the Olympics and, and future World Cups. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and just before I let you go, on Friday last mm -hmm. week, it was a it was an evening of firsts, wasn't it? It was our first match. Mm -hmm. It was Gemma Lewis's first match as head coach. It was your first match as captain of the Wellington Phoenix. What money on mm -hmm. a first goal this week, and who scores it? I don't. I don't know if I want to answer that. I might get in trouble with some of my teammates. Yeah, no, definitely calling it now that we're going to score one. Oh, I'm I'm going to go with probably Grace Jale. I can see she's got a rocket, so I'm yeah. I think she'll be she'll be one to step up. But there there are a number of girls in the team I think that that also will be more than capable. So I'm excited to see who it is. Lily Elfeld, thank you so much for your time once again on the Kiwi Football Fix. I think it was a year ago to the day that we spoke when you and two others were off to Perth. So a lot's changed since then, and I'm glad it's changed because you're in the black and yellow of the Knicks. <laughs> Go well for the rest of the season, and don't be a stranger on the uh, Kiwi Football Fix. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And it's time now to... Uh, well, it's, it's actually a really cool story, this. Um, it's a homecoming of sorts for the one, the only, Albert Riera, the man with the best-looking lid in the business. He left Auckland City FC uh, earlier in the year. I think it was May. He took up an opportunity at West Coast Rangers. He has recently been announced as the new Auckland City FC head coach for 2022 and beyond. Albert Riera... How are you going? Congrats on the new gig and welcome home. Thank you very much. Uh, look, I'm very happy. Uh, I haven't left home. I mean, I haven't left New Zealand, but yeah, definitely coming back to Auckland City feels like more of a home. So how did it all happen? Because as I say, you, you went to West Coast Rangers. That appeared to be a short-lived moment in time. And then all of a sudden, Auckland City get in touch and say, hey, Albert, do you mind coming back and coaching the first team? Can you talk us through uh, what exactly happened? Yes, look, um, my idea was to go back um, to Europe. I had an option to go there and uh, things got a bit complicated. So uh, I think it was all about timing, really. And uh, then uh, Auckland City was looking for a, for a head coach. And look, one close, you know, uh, one door closed, the other one open. So it was just all about timing, really. What was the opportunity in Europe? 
it was in one academy back in Europe. I have one friend that is involved there. He's been there for a long time, and he gave me a call. He's like, look, we have an option in here, but uh, paperwork, everything get a bit complex, you know, and uh, at the end of the day, it was too hard. And, um, yeah, the other option came about, so um, it was no-brainer, to be honest. So I'm assuming that it was uh, Ivan Vuksic who gets on the phone calls you up and says, Albert, um, we're, we're quite keen for your services. How do you react to that? Because you don't have a great deal of experience as a head coach. Yeah, what do you say to him? Yeah, look, I uh, saw so his, his number calling me and, yeah, I was quite taken aback, you know. And um, as I said, I, th I thought it was all about timing. Uh, uh, he said, look, you know, Open City, you know the players, you don't have much experience, but I think you can do a fantastic job. And... Uh, you know, and it, it didn't really take long before I accepted it. Uh, I was extremely happy. You know, I had uh, I did few calls and I said, like, yeah, I think you can do a good job. Uh, obviously, I don't have much experience, but um, I've been at Open City for almost ten years, so uh, I know every every room in the clubhouse and every you know, every player. So um, yeah, very very excited. But how comfortable are you on the sideline? Because you know, for years and years and years, we've seen you out there on the pitch. But standing in the uh, the coach's area, that technical little box there, how, how comfortable are you in that spot, telling people what to do? Yeah, the tech, I can tell you the technical area should be bigger because I, I kind of tend to move a lot. <laughs> so uh, I have to get used to it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the things you get used to first is that, you know, the angle of vision. I mean, it's way easier to see it when you're playing as a holding midfielder. You have a different <laughs> angles of everything. And from the bench, well, the things, you know, now luckily we have the video and all that, which just helps, you know, helps our job. But, yeah, I'm, I'm at, at the moment loving it, really. I'm really having fun. And obviously, you know, being with the players, uh, some of the players that you've even played alongside, uh, how have they responded to your appointment? Are they excited uh, at the opportunity that lays ahead of them? I think they're very excited as well, especially with the, you know, the, all the things that we, we have ahead of us. Um, it's very hard for the players when everything unsettles a little bit without having a head coach. I think it's not very good times for the players, not knowing. And um, I, I think they, they really welcome me, you know, like as a, you know, Albert Riera teammate, but knowing that maybe the roles are different. But look, I myself, they accepted me and uh, we have a fantastic relationship with all of them, you know. So uh, it's, it's been really, really easy to go back to Auckland City. Albert, tell me a little bit about how the West Coast Rangers opportunity came about and, and how hard it was to leave Auckland City back in May. Yeah, look, I was uh, playing my last days as a player. I mean, your body's telling you that um, it's about time to hang up your boots. <laughs> Maybe not your head, but... And uh, I, I was, you know, very aware of that, you know, it was time to look for something else, you know, and uh, I wanted to be involved with football and uh, Lloyd, uh, West Coast Rangers um, chairman, called me and said, look, we have a chance to, to be involved with the under-23s and be involved with the first team. And I thought it was a good step stone for me. And um, it, it went all like that. And, um, yeah, what happens is that they were looking for a head coach halfway through the season. And I put my hand up and they, they, they said, yes, go ahead with it. And, uh, yeah, it changed everything very quickly in, in a matter of month. I was playing, I mean, yeah, playing, then under-23s and then head coach for the West Coast Rangers and now at Auckland City. So it's been seven months of, of craziness, really. A little birdie told me that in your very first game in charge, 
you got quite feisty and, and fiery on the sideline and, and a red card may have even been shown. Is there any truth to this rumour, Albert? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. That's that's the referee's version. Probably I have my own one, but I, I have a fantastic relationship with the ref. I mean, I, I believe they, they didn't really like me when I was all the time bitching as a player. It's something that the youngsters don't have to do. And I'm always trying to learn. And um, I did learn a little bit, but obviously as a coach, I had to learn that the first run of the season. I mean, the first run I was involved. I was reading that you, you wanted to go to West Coast Rangers and, and sort of execute a, a two-year plan. And obviously you walk away from that. How, how gutting was it to not fulfil those, those plans that you had in place? Yeah, look, they had a they have a fantastic project at West Coast Rangers, and they're proving that uh, every day. Now I think they have Chad Coombs as a head coach, which I know well, and uh, they're doing a fantastic job, uh, all of them in the academy. But as you know, in football and in sport in general, everything changes very quickly, and um, sometimes this, you know, that the opportunities that you have in front of you, you have to take them. Uh, sometimes you not might not feel prepared, but the best way to prepare yourself is to jump into the pool and start swimming. Yeah, it's, it really is interesting how things work in the football world. I mean, my old mate, my old teammate, Jose Figuera, um, he was with Auckland City for a number of years. You, you played under him. Uh, he is uh, sent sideways. You come in. He finds himself a position with Auckland United in the last few days. So have you spoken to Jose over the last month or so to, to figure out, first of all, how he feels about you taking his old job and, second of all, what he's got on the horizon for himself? I did actually meet up with him uh, before we were both appointed in our roles. I mean, Jose is a fantastic coach and a great person. And, and even when I was playing under him, we would meet up and talk about football and, and other things. And um, I have a fantastic relationship with him. And I think it's going to be very exciting. You know, now he's head coach for Auckland United. I mean, it's what we want in this competition, a bit of rebellity. And I think he's going to do a, a fantastic job. Uh, he's proven in every team that he's been in. I want to talk to you about the, the players uh, for Auckland City because obviously the, the last month or so we've been watching the South Central series unfold and we've got a final this weekend. Uh, Miramar plays Wellington Olympic, but it's bereft of any Auckland side. Usually Auckland City would be right in the thick of things. How hard has it been for the players to watch this unfold and to also try and stay fit and match ready when they weren't sure of what the future held? Yeah, look, it's not easy for the players. As I said before, uh, probably the worst enemy is uncertainty. I mean, when you're training for the game, you know what it's all about. You're preparing to play against certain teams, but not knowing what's going to unfold and whether it's going to be useful what you're doing or not is, is very hard. I mean, I, I, first thing I said to them, look, I'm, I'm very proud of what you're doing because I know it's not easy. I've gone through that myself and, and I'm very proud of the lads because they kept on going. Checking on Strava, uh, you know, keep running every day. And, and it's been unbelievable, really, because, as I said, it's not easy not knowing what was going to happen. Who wins in the men's final this weekend? What do you reckon? Is it Miramar Rangers or Wellington Olympic? Last time they played, it was a dramatic four-all draw. We had somebody go to hospital. There was a red card early. They couldn't be separated on that day. What about this weekend? Oh, it's a hard one. I mean, both of them are in, in a very high form. They have very good players. What I, what I can tell you, I'm sure he's going to be plenty of goals. That's, that's for sure.
Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, we obviously know that uh, you, you've been Auckland City through and through for the last decade or so, but your form for Auckland City led you to the black and yellow of the Wellington Phoenix. Have you been watching their progress early in the 21-22 season? Yeah, I have. Yeah, last one it was the FA, FA Cup, and uh, I think they're doing a great job. These young lads, you know, uh, I mean, they're very organised. They know what they're doing. They're playing exciting football. So yeah, every time I can, uh, I keep an eye on them. Definitely, I know some of the players. So I think we have a very positive signs over there. Yeah, and, and it's incredible given the amount of experience that they lost in between last season and this season. When you look at no Stephen Taylor in the heart of defence, they lose Cam Devlin in midfield. Um, Tom Ahmed, he's too busy pushing over Callan Elliott and, and scoring goals for Western Sydney Wanderers these days. But you, you think about all of that experience lost and they're still looking like they totally belong in the A-League. Yeah, I think probably one of the best... Uh... The keys about the Wellington Phoenix over the last few years is that they know what they're doing, so you can replace players uh, and sign another ones, and they all know what they have to do. And I think it's easy for the players that come in to adjust to what they're doing instead of changing every season where you have to replace new players. Everyone knows what they have to do. Everyone's on the same page, and I think that helps every player to adjust and perform well. And I think they've proven that. Mm. In these strange old times, um, international travel is pretty limited. We allow teams like the Wellington Phoenix to go to Australia, but of course they have to be domiciled over there for months on end. They can't come back easily. And it got me thinking, Albert, you came to New Zealand as a backpacker, and this is something that isn't really happening at the moment. I would say that international backpackers in New Zealand are virtually non-existent. So as a former backpacker, somebody who used to pack their things up in their old kit bag and bugger off somewhere around the world. How sad is it that, at the moment, we're not seeing this as much? Yeah, look, hopefully it doesn't last long. Uh, I mean, New Zealand is a beautiful place and uh, it's, it's a bit of a shame that people can't come over and, and experience and enjoy these landscapes and the people in New Zealand, all the queues, you know, because, uh, look, what happened to me, I came travelling and, and then 10 years after, I'm still here. So I got trapped in here and then... Probably that's the best way to describe how beautiful New Zealand is, you know. And so probably now I'm the only backpacker in New Zealand. And, uh, yeah, it's funny because I, I believe I'm never going to be able to get rid of this label. But uh, now I'm going to be the, the, the backpacker coach, which is all right. I'll take that. Mate, you're, you're like the backpacking expert of New Zealand. Uh, actually, when, when you arrived in New Zealand, where, where were some of the truly special spots that you said, wow... This is amazing. Like, what, what blew you away about New Zealand? What specific areas? Well, imagine coming from, from Spain, uh, where every beach is, is, is in, overcrowded, really. And uh, remember one of the first places we visited was Piha Beach. And uh, mm. we were by ourselves. I mean, we could walk meters and meters and we couldn't find anyone. And we, th we didn't really know, uh, should we be here or maybe that's close and we shouldn't be in that place. And, and uh, I remember as well, for some reason, we, we decided to go to um, Stewart Island. And that was in winter. It's like, OK, let's go to the southest point of New Zealand without really knowing where we were heading off to. And obviously, as soon as we got down there, oh, my God, probably wasn't the best time to go winter to Stewart Island. But uh, it's the way you learn, probably. Uh, I've been there many times. 
I really love the place, very isolated, but um, I'm not going to go there and win anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, that's probably a smart move. I, 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 I bet you were like underdressed for the occasion as well. Did you have a, a thick coat and, uh, and boots? We had to buy some more in there, I'm telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, outside of New Zealand, what were, what were some of the, the more dangerous places that you travelled to? Uh, not, I mean, probably Spain is the most dangerous place you can go, you know, like, but, um, uh, no, very special places. Uh, one of the, my favorite places is Cuba. I mean, uh, very unique, very, very special, very, you know, um, everything is different over there. It, it just feels like you're in a movie, really. Everything is quite old and, uh, people are fantastic though. And the fact that you get to speak Spanish and communicate with them makes everything easier. But I'd say it's one of my favorite places. But, you know, the, the Pacific Islands, you know, are, are very, very special as well. You know, thanks to football, um, it's been my vehicle of playing football and traveling. And it's what I love about the, the game, really, because uh, you can, you know, get the chance to experience different cultures and different places and going to Vanuatu, uh, I don't know, New Caledonia, Tahiti, all those places. Uh, it's been fantastic, really. Yeah, priceless. Yeah, and places that you couldn't easily reach if you were stuck in Spain. We are so happy to have you here in New Zealand, Alberiera. And you know what? It is a homecoming of sorts for you because you're back at Auckland City FC as the head coach. Good luck for that in 2022. All the very best. And thanks so much for joining us on the Kiwi Football Fix here today. Thank you very much for your time. Good to see you guys. My thanks to Albert Riera and Lily Alfeld before him. And that is full time on the Kiwi Football Fix. Just enough time to tell you, time added on if you like, to tell you that, uh, well, on Friday night, the Wellington Phoenix doubleheader, it returns. 7 o'clock, the women play Newcastle Jets before the men do exactly the same. And then on Sunday, worth a look, the final of the men's South Central Series. It's Miramar Rangers up against Wellington Olympic. You'll find that on Sky Sports 7B in sports. And if... This match is anything like the first time they played earlier in the season. It's bound to be a belter. Enjoy your football, and we'll catch you next time on the Kiwi Football Fix.